Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Cleocast. My name is Matt. And I am RC. So, um, we didn't put out an episode last week because we fell for a very common podcast mistake, which is uh, getting sick. Yeah, I got sick. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Can't really make, do it again. Can't make the episode when the person who has all the recording equipment and also is like one half of the podcast is deathly ill. That's being awfully generous, calling me one half of the podcast, but you know. It, I mean, we do what we can. Yeah. So, how are you? Other than, you know, feeling better. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm doing good. Good. Uh, I rage shaved, yeah. and I, I regret it. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah it <laughs> it wasn't a, it wasn't a good idea. Um, I still don't get that because the only person that's going to be affected by you shaving is you. Yeah. Like. Well. I don't know. It was like, it was getting itchy. I wasn't in a good mood and I just decided, fuck it. It's going. And I started with the best part, which was the mustache. Yeah. And at that point I didn't want to look like a weird Amish kid. So I had to, I had, yeah, once once that goes, you gotta just commit. Yeah, yeah, because the the rest of it could have gone, and the mustache could have stayed because the mustache was the best part. You should have just gone mustache. Yeah, for yeah, a few weeks. yeah. The, the the handlebar mustache was really good, but you know, that was only six months of effort. So it's okay; it'll grow back yeah. probably, unless yeah. it doesn't, which would be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> it never comes back. Oh, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, our local hometown team. So, I barely paid attention to, even though we always have a sports section of this podcast, I really don't pay attention too much, but it's weird that they're in there, because I thought they were bad. Yeah, you always do, and then they're always back. Well, okay, I went to a Chiefs game last year, but that was my first Chiefs game since uh, going in. 2012 with you which if you go back and check the records of Chiefs teams that was the worst Chiefs season of all time it was against the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2012 it was one of two games that we won that year yeah and it was the week after a player killed himself in the training facility (laughs) oh Uh, my god so yeah uh so I I don't know, because now I'm seeing all these people being, like, bandwagon fans and uh, calling the Chiefs, like, I saw a comparison of uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey to Hitler and Mussolini, which I feel like is too extreme. Maybe a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Just just a touch. That's extreme. Um, But as a casual, like, Kansas Cityan, viewing it and knowing that if I ever like leave Kansas city or talk about football, they're going to call me a bandwagon fan. And I know deep down inside, like really I only pay attention because all my friends pay attention, but also I went to a game in 2012 guys. I feel like that's a Trump card. Yeah. I think if you live or are from Kansas city, you're inoculated from being a bandwagon fan of Kansas city sports. Even if you move to like New York or whatever, it's like, okay, but guys, I'm like, I know you're from New York, but like even if you yeah. move back, it's like, eh, you know, I would live there. I'd just like to point out, by the way, my inoculation against bandwagon fan is look at my trash can. I've had yeah. that my entire life. Yeah. The Chiefs trash can. What well it I remember like the Trent Green posters of the got milk in, in our elementary school. Oh, like, I still have a priest Holmes poster. Yeah. Like yeah. it 
It's sick. It says a heaven sent. Fucking rules, dude. God, but the that 2012 season, that game particularly, is a core memory just because the only reason we went is because they were giving out the tickets basically for free so the game didn't get blacked out. Yeah, you used to be able to just go to Hy-Vee and go up to the customer service desk and buy like Chiefs and Royals tickets for like 10 bucks a pop. Yeah, because they both sucked. And she's like, yeah, you want to go to the Royals? Eh, may as well, you know, the popcorn's going to be more than tickets. So mm-hmm. Just have a fun weekend. Not the case anymore. You cannot do that. <laughs> well, for the Chiefs particularly, for the Royals, you can get cheap tickets, but when I went this past season, the amount I paid in convenience fees was more than the actual listed ticket price. Yeah, because Ticketmaster has completely absorbed that whole process. That that's why you can't buy them a high V anymore, is because Ticketmaster has just eaten that. The convenience fees. I, I went and saw one of the pre games, uh, pre preseason games this year. Uh, it was the Browns one, and uh, I I spent I think like. 120 on tickets like 40 on parking and i think 40 of that 120 was convenience fees the tickets themselves were just like 80 bucks and it was for a preseason game and it's like okay guys this is like like 40 dollars like that's a little bit steep you know just to email me the tickets well i print them myself when i went last year i went because a friend invited me and we did a bunch of tailgating mm-hmm. and i got a a little uh you know, you know, in a different state of mind. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I went to go buy some chicken fingers and fries and I swear to God, that was probably the worst financial mistake I made that day. What was it? 30? Uh, it was, I think it was, it was around $40 Yeah, for, yeah, it was, it was not a good idea, but I needed the food. Unfortunately, the winning, aspect has not really made the fan experience much better like that's why i don't go to games it's not because i can't necessarily afford it but just because i I, why would you pay three hundred dollars to go sit and freeze in a football game when i can watch it for free like like if it was paying fifty dollars to go sit and freeze a hundred percent be there every single time but like or in 2012 where i if i'm remembering wrong you can correct me but i do believe we got all those tickets for free because i'm pretty sure we i mean i was like 12 so i yeah. didn't pay for them <laughs> so yeah. i don't know yeah and and that place was still empty yeah yeah they didn't really sell out when they um won two games this season i think we got the first round pick overall in the draft that year oh speaking of Joe. eric fisher ooh that was a good pick he plays offensive line, Matt. He was actually a really good pick. Yeah. He was with us until the uh, Super Bowl. Awesome. Yeah. I was actually looking at draft picks uh, the other day, and I didn't know that Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were in the same draft class. Yeah, that was the whole thing, was a lot of people, uh, like Chiefs fans, were kind of mad that we didn't like trade up to pick Deshaun Watson because everybody was convinced that he was the better quarterback in that year. And, and Mitch Trubisky, but, you know. I mean, that goes without saying. That, I hope you enjoy that man, the Bears. Wait, is he still in the Bears? Mitch? No. No, he yeah. was on the. Hi, Joe. He was on the um, Steelers. I think he's still on the Steelers. I, he got traded from the Bears in like 2020. Um, Dude, he sucks. <laughs> he's not good. Well, I mean, so does Deshaun Watson, even because he can't stay healthy. Also, he loves uh, sexually assaulting people. Yeah. Well, 
I guess this is just a football show. I mean, I mean, the whole staying healthy, that's to be expected when you don't play for two years because mm-hmm. you kept sexually assaulting like every single woman in Houston. Yeah. You know, it's like that. that's just a given is you're not going to be able to maintain your health during the season when you're not in football shape. Honestly, if he. Hi, Joe. It, it, wh- why? Like, I, I can't wrap my head around why you would ever sexually assault someone, let alone sexually assault someone if you are a famous person who could probably get a consenting partner just by being yourself. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and it was like massage art. This is just fully a football yeah. show. Now. It, was, it was like massage people provided by the team in a team facility. So it's just like so. So did extra the layer did, did, did the team get sued? I think I think so. I think they were a part of it because the all the only other like major sexual thing, well, two major sexual things is the Ben Roethlisberger uh, rapist thing, and then also the Robert Kraft getting caught with prostitutes. Yeah. And if you don't know who that is, because you listen to this podcast because you're into transit, because you're like the majority of our audience who probably listens for. A, everything we actually cover and not just the 10 minutes of us talking about sports. <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- this is just the part where you zone out while you're clicking on your keyboard. Um, so Ben Roethlisberger used to be the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Robert Kraft is the owner of the New England Patriots. Um, I don't really know exactly the details, but I know Ben Roethlisberger allegedly raped someone. And Probably like 2005, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Robert Kraft got caught soliciting prostitutes. Yeah. Nothing ever happened to either of them. I mean, Roethlisberger's got like three rings, I think. Yeah. And Robert Kraft still owns the Patriots. Yeah. But. Hey, we're in the Super Bowl, though. Yeah. I mean, it's such a weird change, mainly because I see all of the stuff that you like. And then my Twitter for you page then just becomes straight football stuff because I have a habit of liking all of your tweets, which then means that the algorithm thinks I'm into football. Um I, I saw like an A tier that it was from like Angels in the Outfield and it was a meme where it's just like uh Brock Purdy's receivers whenever he throws him the ball. And it's just like the Angels, you know, picking up the baseball guy and like making him catch the ball. <laughs> it's just that man is so ridiculous. Uh it actually I did look up Brock Purdy and uh he's apparently a Mr. Irrelevant, which is a term used for the last person taken in the draft. Yeah, and I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> why why do you hate Brock Purdy? He's he's got this smarmy, like rich kid look and attitude. He's, he's like, mm, I'm better than you, you know. It's like, oh he went to Yale or whatever. He's from no. Iowa. Yeah, he he went to Iowa State. I know. I just I don't like him. He's got a punchable face. I, I don't like it. And I, I thought he was Also like, I don't think he's very good. I'll say it. I don't think he's very good at all. You know, um, there has been conversations about the existence of superstars versus system QBs, mm-hmm. and I, he is I, a product of the Shanahan offense, is what I will say. I like Brock Purdy. I like the idea of a Mister Irrelevant basically becoming a superstar, but it's kind of easy to do that if you have Christian McCaffrey going on a, a multi-touchdown run. If you effectively don't have to actually do anything because George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey will just be the offense for you, yeah, 
And then every single time you throw a ball that should be intercepted, you know, God himself uses his hand to bounce the ball off the Lions defender's face mask and into the hands of Brandon Ayuk for a touchdown. What what should have been an interception is just like, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, like he Mahomes is good and is the best because he makes the impossible look possible. Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy is not good because he makes the impossible look like still impossible, but he's incredibly lucky. It's like if I went out there and threw a football and it's like the defender. Well, that should be an interception, but just for some reason it wasn't. Um, I I don't know why. But uh, there's 11 men on the field at a time. Uh, The majority of them are going to be linemen. So if the majority of the people who aren't linemen are some of the best players in the league, it it is possible to uh, be a, a juggernaut of a team, right? Yeah, and it's Kyle Shanahan is very he's their coach. He's very good at designing an offense. He's very good at designing an offense to meet the strengths of the players that he has rather than making the players meet his offense, right? That's how he's gotten so good. And I think that's why quarterbacks like Jimmy Garoppolo Maybe Trey Lance, if he had stayed longer, you know, like. Well, it, it, it's hard to stay longer when you have like a season-ended in injury in yeah, the playoffs. When leg explodes. Yeah. Um, but but that, that that's why those quarterbacks they all seem to do similarly well, is because he's just very good at designing a very easy offense to be a quarterback in. That's what I'm saying is. I think that if uh, Mahomes was on that 49ers team or any 49ers team, he would throw for like 700 yards like a game. It, it wouldn't be close. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the key of their offense is they don't need to have the $500 million quarterback to be good. They can have Mr. Irrelevant and still be good. But that doesn't necessarily mean Mr. Irrelevant is one of the best quarterbacks in football. It just means he's playing in a very quarterback-friendly offense that can make any quarterback look good. And the thing that scares me about this upcoming Super Bowl, because I did uh, pick up some stuff about these teams, is... If, if we're just doing, like, a full Super Bowl episode, I can just do that. Like, I, I can right. just start going. Uh, yeah, we let's, can just record two episodes. Yeah, but, Put the sports one and then the transit one. Yeah, okay. We're, it, 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 stay tuned for maybe part two of what we're actually going to talk about. We do have an actual transit topic, but you're getting me going. Man. Yeah, no, I, it, it, I'm kind of enjoying this. So... I watched the Bills game, and the run was something that was kind of chipping away at the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. How do you handle a, you know, probably the best running back in the league behind Isaiah Pacheco, Christian McCaffrey? Well, you had the best running quarterback in the league in Lamar Jackson, and what did he do? Well, they, they didn't run the ball. Exactly, and why didn't they run the ball? Because they wanted to choke the game away, I don't. Because they exactly. got scared. That's why. Because because they couldn't. They, we we took an early lead, and they're like, "Holy crap! If we just start running every single play, yeah, we're gonna slice them and dice them, but we're gonna start devouring the clock, and we're playing from behind, so we have to start throwing." And the Chiefs have the best secondary in the league, so you can't throw against them. So exactly what happened happened. I mean, that's just the game plan: is just get a lead. Hold on for dear life. I think the Chiefs, had they wanted to, they could have scored in the second half of the Ravens game, but their game plan was not to do that. Their game plan was basically just, we're going to do tiny throws, we're going to run as much as we can. It doesn't matter if we get a first down because our defense is going to stop you. And that's what I'm saying is everybody focuses on the running and all that stuff, but that's what the Chiefs want to do is if you run the entire game, 
great. You're burning clock. You're playing into what we want you to do, which is run all over us, burn 20 minutes of clock. That's fine. You're not going to score. Uh, the other thing that scares me is a man named Nick Bosa. Who we've played against in the Super Bowl, in Super Bowl 54. Uh, what did he do? in? Su- he didn't do anything in Super Bowl 54. We put him in a meat grinder. Steve Spagnuolo's defense, the offensive line. It, 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 sidebar, are you going to buy the In Spags We Trust t-shirt? If it wasn't $64, maybe. Okay. I really want to. But no, no, I, I think Nick Bosa, honestly, of all those guys, is the easiest one because you just give some chip help. You just get, like, Noah Gray or somebody to just do exactly what we do every time we play against. Because that's the thing is you have the one good D-line guy, like mm-hmm. Aaron Donald, like, uh, you know, any of these guys that we play against, and then they end up, like, having, like, maybe one sack because we have the best quarterback to ever play the game and a really good O-line. And they can kind of elevate each other. And then uh, on the opposite end, you have a George Karlofkis and a Chris Jones coming over the... Yeah, which Charles Amini, who's going to be a huge like missing factor in that D-line rush. But it's like, it's it's Brock Purdy. And, and you know, maybe in like three weeks, I'm going to come back and he's going to have like run for 700 yards and just gone super sane and like yeah, it, all over us. But it's just like one of those they, things they, where it's they, like... They shut out the Chiefs and it's the most embarrassing Super Bowl loss, basically superseding the Bills. But 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 it's one of those things where it's just like when you beat Josh Allen and you beat Lamar Jackson and then the next quarterback you have to face and figure out a way to shut down is a guy who doesn't have the arm or the running talent of either of those quarterbacks. He just has like the grace of like the mandate of heaven for some reason. It's just kind of like, eh, do you really need I, to like, I, I do, know, do you need a plan for that guy? I know you're a diehard Chiefs fan, but you... you you have to root for the Mr. Irrelevant last man taken ever in the draft, like making it this far and playing like an elite quarterback. I don't because Tom Brady was picked in the sixth round. So it's like we've already had that story, guys. Like he was picked last overall, Brock Purdy, I know. But it's like yeah. it's not like Tom Brady was a first overall pick. You know, he was picked in the sixth round. He was picked number 199, so we've already got that guy. I'm, I'm yeah, done and, with it. But, but, but it happened like in a very similar way where there was a like QB1 for the Patriots. They got hurt, and then all of a sudden, a backup stepped in and assumed the role. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then, and then his arm exploded on national television <laughs> against the Eagles, and they didn't have a quarterback. Did you watch that game? No. It was so funny because it's like... It was very obvious the 49ers were, like, going to run away with that game against the Eagles. Like, they were the better team. And then Brock Purdy just, like, his arm exploded on national television. They're like, okay, it's time to roll out whoever. I think Josh Dobbs was their backup or someone. And then his Wait, arm exploded. The astronaut? Something like that. They had one of those journeyman uh, backup quarterbacks. I can't remember. if I don't think it was Josh Dobbs, but it was one of those guys. Or, or, or did they just take one of the like wide receivers or something? No, no, no. That comes later. Because oh. his arm explodes on national television. And they're like, well, uh, we only had those two guys. Uh, so so they just roll Brock Purdy back out there having to hand off the ball with his left hand because he physically can't lift his right arm. They're like, well, we don't have another quarterback. <laughs> It's like, okay, do do any of you guys know how to throw a ball? Anybody on this team? And Christian McCaffrey's like, yeah, I know how to throw the ball. It's like, well, we can't have you throw the ball. <laughs> you're the running back. Like, we, you're the game plan. We need, we need you to run. 
<laughs> Why didn't they just take a wide receiver and just hand it to Christian McCaffrey with two hands? I don't know. It would have worked because they were running all over the Eagles. But it's just like the second that they knew that, wait, they don't have a, they physically don't have a guy that can throw the ball. <laughs> they have to run. Then the game was effectively over because it's like, well, we know you're going to run. <laughs> you can't do anything else. <laughs> and you know what? They still were winning the game until like the third quarter because they kept getting like defensive stops against the Eagles. They kept getting turnovers. They had that early lead that they were able to hold on to until the defense just was like, okay, what are we doing? Like, we're not going to win. We, we can't do this forever. Like, every single like drive it, is a three and out. Can, can you just basically be like, guys, no, we're done. And like the middle of the third quarter, be like, just just call it. We're done. I don't think I, I mean well okay I was gonna say I don't think that's ever happened that did happen they did that with Demar Hamlin oh okay but that's that's a different situation he literally died on the field yeah but and I, and, I mean, and the NFL was ramping up to continue the game mm-hmm. yeah and I was one of the big advocates for them to end the game I think you can go back at my tweets but no we uh big advocates as if I matter yeah <laughs> no we uh I, I I mean that's the thing is I think the Niners like would have won that had they had a single guy that would have thrown the ball because they were like crushing the Eagles without a quarterback and that's why we beat the it, Eagles. It's just a shame the Lions went out the way they did because they had us the first half. Um, it was really impressive and then all of a sudden... I blame the Lions. They, it, they blew it, dude. It, it, you you should have you should have kicked the ball into the field goal. <laughs> and... <laughs> When Dan Campbell learns at halftime or after the game that you can kick the goal th- ball through the uprights to get three points, it's just like, why? Why didn't you tell me that? I didn't know. Man, yeah, Lions freaking blew it, dude. And don't worry, they'll be back next year. Ask all the teams that have had great Cinderella stories to choke in the end and never make it back again. Like the Forty Niners, like mm. six years ago. Hey, well, I mean, they're they're going back. They're, they're a consistently good team. I think they've been in the Super Bowl like eight or nine times in their like franchise history. Yeah, but like half of those were in like the nineteen seventies. Joe Montana was like an eighties nineties quarterback. Yeah, he was. And then they were in the Super Bowl in two thousand and something with uh, Colin. Twelve against Colin, the Ravens. Colin Kaepernick against the Saints or mid? No, I think it, it was the Ravens. It was the it was in the uh, the dome in uh, the New in New Orleans where the lights went out and they had to hold off for a little bit, and then that changed the momentum of the game where the 49ers then lost. Oh no! Twenty twelve was the Eli Manning. The- oh, what, what was that? Where they def- ended the perfect season of the Patriots? Yeah, no, I'm thinking 2013. No, that was 2007. That 2007. was the 2007 to 2008 Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl, the 2013 one. Yeah, that was Niners-Ravens. Uh, I, I think Ray Lewis. Yeah, that, that was when that was Ray Lewis retired and then Joe Flacco hung around for a little bit. Yeah, Joe Flacco was good. Um, I sent you this uh, on Twitter, but I'm going to hash it on the podcast as well. I saw that clip of Tom Brady in like 2002, 2003, and it looks very much like archival footage. I never realized how great like the like filming of the NFL has gotten. And the majority of my childhood was pre HD football that I sat not paying attention with my dad. 
Yeah, yeah, like all that stuff from like 2003. Yeah. When I remember I'm playing like Madden 08 and stuff. It's like, that's all pre-HD. And it reminds me, because my sister was a massive, massive Indianapolis Colts fan. And we all believed that just because Peyton Manning was good. Uh, but then Peyton Manning went to the Broncos and she stuck with the Colts, which might have been a mistake. Um, yeah, well, they got one ring. But... It's watching some of those highlights from like Peyton Manning's Super Bowl win. And she's like, oh, this is, this was a long time ago. Yeah. And the, the world of like those high flying juggernaut quarterbacks, there's basically one juggernaut quarterback and the rest are all just kind of pretending they are. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I mean, there's like a lot of, you mean like nowadays? Yeah, nowadays. I mean, there's a lot of juggernaut quarterbacks. The problem is, is that, Patrick Mahomes exists, so none of them have any hardware. I mean, I mean, it is exactly what was happening. Like even with like Michael Jordan in the nineties, mm-hmm. or like Tom Brady in the two thousands, two thousand. I wouldn't even say twenty tens because he only won three in seven or ten years. Yeah, and I mean Eli Manning shut them out of their perfect season. Yeah, but 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 it's just like you get these, and I think Michael Jordan is the better one because he went consistently to the playoffs because Tom Brady had a lot of gaps and stuff like he, he kept a lot of good and what I'm saying is keeping quarterbacks like really good ones from winning anything so like you got Dan Marino probably one of the best quarterbacks of all time but he never won a Super Bowl yeah and it's like uh okay or Philip Rivers was really good for years never won a Super Bowl because he existed in the AFC with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and I think I think that's the big issue is uh with right now is it's like none of the quarterbacks look as good as back then because none of them like it used to be Brady had the rings but Manning had the MVPs but now it's like well okay Mahomes has the rings and the MVPs and the only contender in his generation is Lamar Jackson because he has one maybe two MVPs maybe he's going to win one this year but like but which I, I, I yeah I, that's probably I saw that look you gave me, and it's like, yeah, I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of in the camp that it's like I don't really know why he would deserve an MVP for this season, unless it's like based off of him looking good in games because his numbers aren't really that good, okay. and I think that they should probably give it to Christian McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill. Um, if if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, I think the MVP should go to Brock Purdy. MVP is a regular season award. Oh, it is. You mean Super Bowl MVP? Yes. Okay, well that that goes via the Super Bowl performance. Okay, if he shits the bed. In the okay, Super Bowl. Then, then then regular should probably be like which Brock Purdy I think is in contention potentially for the Super or for not for the Super for the MVP. I think the consensus right now is that Lamar is going to win it, but like Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, and Tyree Kill are all like in the running, and Josh Allen for some reason on a chart I saw, even though it's like well Mahomes had a better season than him. Hmm. Like I don't know why on earth you would give it to Josh Allen ahead of Lamar or Mahomes or, and that that's the other thing is it's like look okay if you got Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy both in MVP contention, how could they possibly both be the most valuable player at the same time? That that didn't work the way I wanted it to work. Yeah, George I, just ran away and, and too fast. I, I was trying to pick up the cat. So, um, are you enjoying being the new evil empire? Very much so. Yes, it's a lot of fun. I I get why Patriots fans were the way they were for years. I I still have the lingering Chiefs fan on my shoulder where it's just like like even this year going to the AFC mm-hmm. Championship. I was like, this is too good to be true. We're gonna blow it. We're gonna like 
shit the bed somehow. Like, you know, my team can't possibly win it. You know, they're going to blow it. They're, they're, yeah. But it's just like, no, I, I at a certain point, I'm going to have to get that Patriot. Ah, we'll get there. You know, we'll be there in playoffs or whatever. It, it's not there yet, but it's just like we're getting near that point where it's just like the expectation is the AFC championship. And what will happen um, 10, 15, if not 20 years from now, depending on how long uh, Patrick Mahomes plays for, uh, it will all come crumbling down and the Chiefs will return to winning two games a season and you will have even more pain because it isn't like you grew up during like the early 60s where you saw a Chiefs Super Bowl. No, you lived your early adult life watching one of the greatest dynasties ever form and now you need to watch the pain, which is normal for Chiefs fans. This is maybe, and if we win it, It'll be more cemented, but this is probably the best five-year stretch of any NFL team in NFL history. And I say that as in, I don't think Tom Brady went to five or six AFC championships in a row and also won two Super Bowl rings. I think I saw a stat where he did but if you win the Super Bowl you overtake his yes. statistics I think so. I, and that's what I mean is I think he went to five AFC championships or six in a row mm-hmm. and won you know two rings but he didn't win three yeah so that's where it's like okay because we already have the windows we've already won more games because the seasons are longer yeah and because the playoffs are longer than they were half of his career and that's the other thing is like comparing tom brady to mahomes is it's like they did play in a different era they did football was a lot more physical in the 2000s but also football became a lot less physical because of brady Mm -hmm. but also mahomes just straight up has to play one more game a season than brady did like the, the undefeated season Brady only had to play 16 games. Mahomes is out there playing 17, plus an extended playoffs. Plus, Brady, there was a first and a second seed bye. So if Brady got even just second place in the AFC, he was guaranteed a bye week. Whereas mm-hmm. Mahomes, you know, this year, he's a third seed. There's no second seed bye, so only the Ravens got a week off. I think his first season was the only season where he got a second seed bye uh, and then lost to the Patriots, but you know, whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. Brady as a whole got a lot more rest year in, year out than Mahomes does. I, he also got, I, do, I don't know this for sure, but a lot of the best medical like science drugs possible yeah, to I make mean, him. That was like, yeah. It helps to own a, uh, you know, health science company that just like pumps shit directly into your veins. Yeah. Granted, Mahomes has the KU Medical uh, team. KU Med. Yeah, KU Med. But and Bobby Stroop. But hey, well, Tom Brady's going to be a commentator now. Yeah, he's probably going to take Greg Olson's job. Yeah. R.I.P. W- will he be any good at it, or will it just be like Tony Romo, where you just ask the like former ref all the questions? I can't. I, I he's got like a personality and a lot of things he does. I don't know how good he'll be like 
as an entertaining personality, but I can tell you what made Tony Romo, what got Tony Romo the big bucks in the first two or three years of him commentating was his ability to basically predict and tell you exactly what was going to happen on the play based off of just what he was seeing. Like here, they're lining up in this, that this is going to happen. The defenders going to run here. The routes are going to run here. That Tom's going to be fantastic at that. Cause that's just what he did for 20 years. Mm-hmm. But much like Tony Romo, I wonder how long it'll last. Because Tony nowadays is just like, eh, I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. It's looking really And that's just half of his commentating is just him making those noises. Or just going like, you know, Josh Allen, he's really just the greatest guy we've ever seen. I mean, Josh, nobody else could make that throw but Josh Allen. Well, he's losing like 47 to 3. And it's just like, well, Tony, you know, you're really letting your biases show here, buddy. Uh but also, wouldn't it be hilarious if they also uh, got Bill Belichick in that press booth as well? I think Bill Belichick would never do that. <laughs> he would never do it? Not that, no. He, he would go work at like the Football Hall of Fame or something as a historian. Like I think that's his calling in life after he retires from the NFL, is to just be like a historian. Did the, Ra- or the, uh, the Falcons actually pass on him, or did he pass on the Falcons? Um. Well, considering the fact that he still wants to coach and he doesn't currently have a job, I would say it looks to me like he got passed over by everybody Mm. because there were like eight slots open. He only got one interview and he doesn't have a job currently. So perhaps his stock wasn't as high as everyone was making it out to be or perhaps his standards are higher than any job that was available would offer, you know? I don't. I I can't tell you, but he doesn't have a job. I don't so. know. It, it it's weird to see a man who like by the time Brady was leaving the Patriots, people were arguing that Belichick was actually the like true mastermind, and then Brady winning a Super Bowl is basically, and then Belichick's performance with the Patriots afterwards is basically destroyed. I I think a large part of the problem that Belichick has is he has. And he was probably saying this in the interviews is he has to be the GM too, because mm-hmm. that was the problem was he was GM for like 10 years or so in New England, you know, like doing the drafts and all that stuff, which is all good and well when you have Tom Brady to help, you know, buoy your really terrible wide receivers picks. Yeah. But once you have your pick at quarterback, Mac Jones, and then Bailey Zappe, and then all these guys who suck. And you don't have that buoy to loft up your really terrible wide receivers picks because you're a defensive-minded coach. All of a sudden, you start to look really bad. Yeah. Which is what happened. And then all of a sudden, when you go to the Falcons and you're like, hey, I want this job, but I want you know all the perks I had in New England. I want to be the GM. And they're in the middle of trying to, you know... Do like a Detroit Lions, like a complete overhaul. Yeah. They were really good in 2015. We've been absolute ass ever since. Maybe we don't want to give the 73 year old who's been really terrible the past 10 years at offensive drafting. Maybe we don't want to give that guy full control. Will anyone give Bill Belichick a defensive coordinator job, which he'll take? I think he would retire before he became like a coordinator again. I, I, I think his goal right now is to pass Don Shula in overall wins and then retire. Because he only needs like a season and a half to do that. So I don't think defensive coordinator, I don't think he's willing. I, I, I think he would retire overall before he like took a step down like that. Mm. Because I don't think it's about the just, I, I don't think it's about working. I think it's about 
reaching that goal of being the winningest head coach of all time and then being done. I think that's his only goal right now. So anything else just wouldn't meet that. How many seasons does Andy Reid need? Because he has to surpass Bill Belichick and... Yeah, he's like, I think 60 wins out or something like that. I think the overall title is 428 or so wins. I think mm. Belichick's at like 400 or so. And I think Andy Reid's at like 370 or so. The playoffs obviously have been changing those totals. But I think Reid is like, especially with a 17-game season now and you know being guaranteed to play at least two games in the playoffs... Uh, you know, un, if he went undefeated every single season for the next three seasons, I think he'd have it. But I mean, he's not going to. But he's pretty close. And how long do you think he'll stay with the Chiefs? With the Chiefs until he retires. When do you think that would be? I mean, I'll put it this way: Pete Carroll got basically forced to retire. He's seventy-two. Uh, Bill Belichick. I guess got first to retire too. Now at this point, he's seventy three. Andy Reid's sixty five, so I don't think he's anywhere close to retiring. I think he's gonna die of a heart attack. He has a higher chance of dying of a heart attack before he retires. You know what I mean? Yeah. With his health, which he's been losing a lot of weight and he's been doing a lot better. But it's just like I, I everyone points at Andy Reid, and it's just like, what, what about Pete Carroll or like Bill Belichick or any of these guys or like John Harbaugh or any of these guys. It's like they're they're probably closer than he is to like full out retiring. I and mean they're still coaching. It, it Andy's health has, is something that makes him like people perceive him as older than those other guys. Because yeah. like Pete Carroll was a very fit seventy something year old. Yeah. And Bill, 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 Bill Belichick was just in cut up sweatshirts all the time. But I think when you're I, I mean he's still out there Every single game. And yeah. I think when you have the amount of money and resources he does, I mean, he, he works like a desk job and he's probably able to stay relatively healthy via just having a lot of money mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, having being best friends with a multi multi billionaire who you win a lot of football games for. So I think I think he's basically he's probably doing a lot better than, say, an average 65 year old of his health you know condition. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think we got him for a few more years. All right. So maybe round this out with uh, what do, what are your Super Bowl predictions? Is I, I like how this has just turned into you interviewing me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't like doing predictions because I feel like, and same thing with sports betting, is I feel like the second that I predict or bet on something, it's just that's going to – I'm really superstitious, and that's just going to cause it to not happen. So I'm going to predict – I don't know if this is going to come back to bite me because it's like, oh, well, if you predict the 49ers to win, then they're going to win because you're right. Or something. Well, you, you, you don't have to make a prediction if you don't want to. You, you can I, here, My prediction is I genuinely knock on wood. I'm knocking on a ton of wood. I think the Chiefs will win. I like their chances against this 49ers team. I think much like how we handled the Ravens, I think the 49ers are built very similarly, except they have a worse quarterback. And I think the quarterback in this day and age is what makes a difference. You saw a really even matchup between two good quarterbacks last year. You saw Tom Brady and Mahomes have a really good matchup. And then you saw Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford have a really good matchup. I don't think it's a, that good of a matchup this year because I think Mahomes is a lot better than Brock Purdy. So. Much like in 2018 when it was Tom Brady versus uh, Jared Goff and it was like 17-3 to and it was a terrible court Super Bowl. I think that yeah. was the last bad quarterback matchup we had. So, 
that that ends uh, the football episode. Uh, this Good has been God. another episode of the CleoCast. <laughs> Forty minutes on football, dude. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. You can follow us on Twitter at Cleo History. Uh, you can email us at Cleo History Podcast. No, wait. Screw this. What's your prediction? What do you think? I, I'm not going to let you get out of here without that. Okay. So, I think it is going so. The Chiefs' defense are going to chew apart and sack Brock Purdy a ton of times in the first quarter. But just like the Lions game, somehow, someway, mandate of heaven will bring back the lead and uh, the 49ers will win it off of a uh, field goal, which will be the longest field goal in NFL history. Okay. <laughs> I'll be here for You know what? If that happens, I'll be happy. If, if it's like, okay, okay, you guys won by kicking a 78-yard field goal, I won't be mad. Yeah. For like five minutes, and then I'll be mad. <laughs> okay. Anyways, yeah, we've been the ClioCast. Uh, email us at ClioHistoryPodcast.com. Uh, leave a review. If you don't like football episodes, um, I don't listen to this, I guess. I mean... We're going to title this like the football episode. So if you've gotten to this point and you're really just like, wow, I really don't like football podcasts. It's kind of your fault at yeah. this point, honestly. Also, uh, thank you to the listener that uh, told us to uh, have RC speak directly into the microphone. Uh, I know we had some audio mixing issues that one time. Uh, we're sorry about that. Uh, hopefully this is fixed this time. All I, right. I do my best, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.